0: Good morning and <clears throat> excuse me, welcome to uh, Chapel today. I'm going to uh, apologize right off the bat uh, about my voice today. It's been uh, had a bit a uh, uh, bit of difficulty with the, with the voice over a little, little couple of weeks here so um, just I for, ask your forgiveness in advance uh, for all of that. Um, I'm Reverend Mark Brees, um, the Agency Minister of Community Missions in Niagara Falls, and I welcome you to our weekly uh, chapel worship here uh, today. Um, it's part of our online efforts during uh, the pandemic and this time after things begin to open as we're still settling in and still uh, working on all those different ways that we can um, <coughs> make sure that we're taking care of each other in um, uh, the way that we do our uh, um, social distancing, and, and keeping things as uh, uh, safe as we can. Um, it's, the effort, it's an online effort called uh, Hope for Niagara, um, and you can find it at hopeforniagara.org. Uh, there you, can, you will find links to past uh, uh, chapel worship, as well as uh, reflections um, that are put out. Uh, well, they were daily for a while. They're sort of back into a few times a week now, and, and hopefully we'll get back up to daily again soon. Um, But uh, a lot of materials there that can help you uh, on your spiritual journey, um, no matter what you're going through uh, these days. So uh, we're just very, um, very glad that you're here with us today and hope that uh, you can find something of value uh, in this worship, uh, time of worship together. Um, As we do at our uh, service, we look to the Psalms as our call to worship uh, each morning, uh, and uh, our psalm, uh, Our uh, call to worship uh, comes from Psalm 116 today, uh, verses 17 through 19. I will offer you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst. O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. So as we continue in worship today and have our, our first hymn, I um, just would like to remind folks that we do have the words uh, as part of uh, uh, what you see on your screen uh, during the, uh, the live stream. If you are in a group of people, <coughs> excuse me, that is not. Uh, your family unit, uh, uh, it would be best to, one, well, first, make sure that you're wearing masks uh, and that you're appropriately distanced from one another. And two, uh, better to uh, simply follow along and not sing uh, in those gatherings. Uh, but if you're by yourself or with your family group uh, that you uh, usually live with, uh, feel free uh, to do so. So as we uh-huh. join,
1: let
0: So as we continue in worship now we come to our time of prayer um, and uh i think i'd like to uh actually have us uh have a, a little bit of uh <clears throat> remembering to keep joanne in our prayers um, a prayer of thanksgiving for the music that she's been providing for us each week <clears throat> my apologies so as we have this time together and praying uh, we just ask that uh, I continue to to ask that you keep those in your hearts and minds who are suffering with illness, whether they're struggling um, with COVID-19 or some other kind of uh, difficulty, um, that uh, they can have the healing that they need, uh, that you be with those doctors and nurses as they uh, um, work with individuals who are uh, sick and um, uh, looking for that kind of support that uh, uh, we're so blessed to be able to have in our medicine. uh, we also want to continue to remember that uh, uh, we are in a time <clears throat> of social um, awakening uh, that uh, we continue uh, to need to be examining ourselves and um, and looking at how um, our power structures and our societies um, uh, 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 interact uh, with the community, um, especially when it comes to the community that is made up of those who are so often on the bottom of that um, uh, bottom of that social pyramid uh, not by choice uh, but because there are systematic oppressions that have been happening for so very long uh, so we can continue to pray and, and I ask that you continue to pray each day to have your own hearts opened, um, to uh, have there be greater social equity and justice <clears throat> and that uh, there will be uh, um, an awakening all around um, that will allow us to um, be a better community um, as we as we make the changes that we need. Uh, I understand as uh, this morning here on Wednesday the 22nd that uh, uh, there have been uh, there's a pretty large earthquake in Alaska I haven't had a chance to check the news but uh, just to, to offer our, our prayers for folks there um, that uh, damage will be minimal and that there will be no loss of life um, so we need to keep, uh, Um, uh, the people of Alaska in our prayers as well. We know, too, there's many things around the world where people are struggling and suffering. They need God's presence in a special way. Uh, So let's remember to pray for them as well. Um, But as we lift up um, uh, all of uh, these things in our hearts um, and to God, uh, we need to be able to um, remember that there is uh, always uh, a need for God to be with us. So we join together in prayer. Um, let's be of one mind and one heart and of one spirit, relying on God's goodness and God's grace. So, our, our text, there's uh, going to be a little bit of review on some of this uh, part of Matthew, um, but I think that uh, we will uh, um, be able to uh, um, get through that little bit of repeat, because it's always good to go back and revisit Scripture. So, um, our first uh, text here um, uh, for our message today comes from Matthew 13, <coughs> which we've been in quite a bit, um, and it's verses 31 through 33. Um Uh, It starts with the parable of the mustard seed, which we touched on a little bit ago, uh, and goes on to a series of very short little parables. So, uh, from Matthew 13. He, Jesus, put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it's the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that birds of the air (coughs) can make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets and threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <clears throat> Have you understood all this? This is Jesus asking the disciples a question. And they answered, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, uh, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he left that place. This is the word of the Lord. So, um, uh, we have this uh, these series of parables um, that uh, Jesus puts out there all about the kingdom. And It starts with the one with the mustard seed, right? Something small that we uh, plant, <clears throat> the good news that's planted in a small way, grows and becomes this big uh, tree that um, uh, can provide... Uh, a place of uh, refuge and food and everything for uh, for the wildlife for the birds around it, um, but then um, we do go into this other series of little parables and it's really interesting. And um, you know, he talks in a lot of ways um, uh, about the kingdom as being something that is hidden and found or lost and then found. Right there is starts with the woman who has uh, the uh, the yeast uh, that you uses to leaven bread. Uh, actually, <clears throat> yeast is kind of not really the, the best translation there. It's leaven. It's actually what it is. is a, It's kind of a moldy old piece of dough, really. Um, and it's shoved in the middle of like good flour and, and dough stuff. And, um, uh, you know, gets kneaded in and becomes. And when it's left, it, it infects the rest of the loaf and makes it, it rise. So something that's, that's hidden um, that might not necessarily look like something we expect to make something good from, um, you know, makes this the uh, bread and be, be leavened. Or uh, this person who finds a treasure um, and they hide it in the field. Um, and um, then they, when they hide it in the field, they uh, uh, then go and buy the field so that, you know, by the rights of the property being theirs, the treasure is also uh, theirs right so that um, this is something we need to store up right we need to um, <clears throat> when we find the, um, the treasure of the kingdom when we find the kingdom of God in our lives we want to uh, make sure that we own that and have that be for our own or the guy who's looking a merchant that's uh, like a pearl collector and he finds a really great pearl and goes and uh, uh, sells everything he has to buy this one pearl because it's just so um, valuable it's interesting because when we think about what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like, um, uh, we often uh, have this idea, again, that it's something that's far off. You know, and in the last parable, Jesus sort of alludes to that idea, that you know, um, the kingdom of God is all mixed up really together here on earth right now. Um, <clears throat> it is in, in our time, in our day, like that, that fishing, right? Where you go out and you throw the net out there and it collects all the different kinds of fish, not just the ones you're looking for, not just the ones that are good to eat, but all kinds of stuff. And then you have to separate what is good for food and what is is not. And that's the process he describes. of The angels will be separating out the good from the bad at the end of the age when uh, Jesus comes again. But in the meantime... <clears throat> There's still all those fish together and all those things, the ways in which the good of the kingdom uh, that is uh, out there, the good in the world, is mixed together with the stuff that's not so good. And we really need to figure out um, uh, how to make as much of that good uh, along the way as possible. One way I like to look at it is this, you know, Jesus says to the disciples, look, do you, do you understand? Um, do you understand what happened? You know, he goes up to them, he says, look, you understood all this, right? And they answer, yes, right? Like there's this whole thing is going to happen at the end and throws them into the furnace. You know, the bad people are going to be punished and the evil is going to be sent away and all that's left is good. And he wants to make sure they understand all this and they say yes. And then Jesus says this particular thing, right? He says every scribe, every person, a learned person, somebody who has education, Right, has been taught the way of God, um, who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven, is like the master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. That's pretty important, right? this idea that we have been trained <coughs> for the kingdom of heaven. Um, as believers in um, uh, as believers in Christ, we have been trained to know what the kingdom is supposed to be. Um, We understand that the way we are supposed to live in the world now is the way that the kingdom will look or ought to look. Um, Those choices that we make (coughs) to bring about uh, um, the the good in the world are important because it reduces the Mm -hmm. amount uh, of evil, right? He says, you know, it's like the master of a household who who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old, right? Doesn't mean all the old stuff is all bad, right? But there's also this new, this kingdom that's coming, this idea of creating new things. And, and we need to be wise about how we do this, right? And so um, it's important that we think about that as we go along. This that there's all these ways in which these little vignettes he has of the pearl and the treasure that's hidden and the living bread the good in the kingdom is there, the good in the world, the kingdom of God is out there for us to find and for us to create and bring into being we just have to do it right, and we have to be deliberate about how we do that and I think that that's probably something we need to think about a lot then is how do we do that how do we have the wisdom to do that that actually gets to one of the other texts that's the the that goes with this reading for which actually is next Sunday's readings it comes from uh, Kings 1st Kings um, and it's the uh, story about the, from First Kings chapter 3 about uh, Solomon I'm just read it real quick here because it's gonna help us out so uh, it says at uh, Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said uh, ask what I should give you and Solomon said you, uh, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant my father David oopsie to my father David <clears throat> because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you and you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and given him a son to sit on his throne today <clears throat> now, O oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I'm, uh, though I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil, for who can govern this your great people it pleased the lord that solomon had asked this god said to him because you have asked this and not asked uh, have not asked for yourself um, for yourself long life or riches or for the life of your enemies but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right i now do according to your word indeed i give you a wise and discerning mind no one like you has been before you and no one like you shall arise after you. No one has been like you before. This is that great story of Solomon. King Solomon, right, he's supposed to be wise. He gets that wisdom from God. He asked for wisdom. He said, look, I got this big job to do to rule a kingdom, to do this hard stuff. You have this numerous people, this great nation that I'm supposed to be now in charge of now that my father is gone. I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to take care of all this. I need wisdom. God was pleased with that. God was pleased. You didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for, you know, your enemies to be destroyed. You didn't ask for, you know, long life. What you asked for was wisdom. I don't know about you. People often say, what would you do if you had three wishes? Right? I know what mine always are. And and, in getting ready for the sermon, I've started to feel guilty. Mine are always like, Well, what I would like to do is I would like to have my first wish I always talk about. I'd like a huge lottery win, like unbelievably huge. Because I know that if I had the resources, there's a whole lot of good that I could do. Right? Perhaps what I ought to be asking is for God's wisdom. Because that's not really a wise wish, wouldn't it? It's really not. The wise wish would be to be able to understand what God wants most of me in this world, most for me to do. And that's the wish that each one of us should have. That's the request we should be going to God for, just like uh, King Solomon did. He went asking for wisdom. It's the wisdom that lets us understand uh, those parables, right, to seek the kingdom. Solomon was looking for wisdom that would let him be in the world and uh, rule uh, in Israel in a way that was just and wise and good, and to uh, be uh, the kind of king that the people needed. This is real important stuff. I mean, think about it. We may not be rulers uh, in our society here, but we certainly need the wisdom to be able to see where the treasures are hidden and where there are problems. We need the wisdom as the angels have in that last parable uh, that Jesus told about the net to be able to discern what's good and what's not so that we can approach the things that are not good and help make them better, whether it's people or situations or systems or whatever it might be. We have a choice to make in how we interact with what is out in the world. In the world, it is a mixed bag. We also need to have the wisdom to know what to do when we find those pearls, those wonderful things, those treasures that are uh, revealed to us. We have to have the wisdom to grab on to the good and to amplify it. We have to do the things that let us take uh, the good in the world and use it to plant more good. Like that, uh, that yeast for the bread, that leaven, that thing that might not look like such a great thing uh, that uh, actually is wonderful. Um, It's a treasure that gives us sweet, lovely bread, if we use it the right way. That treasure that's hidden from the field we buy, we can use that uh, treasure of goodness that is out there, of kingdom-like things, to bring to bear uh, on those things that aren't very kingdom-like. We have these choices to make, and we need God's wisdom to do it. So... For today really what we need to be thinking about I think uh, these two texts show to us is that um, the choices are always there for us to make and that God's kingdom is going to come but that it is in a sense already here too we have to make those choices that we uh, are able to bring uh, to each situation right we have to be able to make those choices um, Uh, that are the wisest choices, and we need God's wisdom to do that, to approach each of these kingdom moments, each of these moments of creating change in the world. So sisters and brothers, um, let's all seek wisdom today as we um, think about um, the continuing choices each of us need to make every day to help bring God's kingdom into being in the world bring God's goodness to our friends and neighbors, uh, to our family, um, to uh, those we work with, those we play with, um, to the strangers that we do not know, um, so that we can um, be a people of God, that we can make uh, the world more of the kind of kingdom of God here on earth that God wants it to be. We need the wisdom to do that. I call on you to seek that wisdom. Uh, I know I'm going to try in the coming days as well. So uh, until we um, begin uh, our worship uh, next week, or type together for worship next week, um, uh, God go with you each day.